of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. All right, everyone, uh, this is No Buts About It from a common room in Steubenville, Ohio. There is a slight echo, but my roommate was studying, so I wasn't able to actually record the show in my dorm, so I'm in a different room, a common room, with a bit of nothing on the walls. Um... Today's show, we're, we had some NFL news pop up. A lot of stuff happened today, and so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some rumors that popped up yesterday uh, in between shows. So let's get to that. Um, first, just uh, some smaller things that happened over uh, the last two days, yesterday and today. Uh, Dan Snyder, we've talked about him a little bit. He is um, being investigated by Congress, it appears, because he, uh, and this is a congressional representative saying, uh, may have engaged in a troubling, long-running, and potentially unlawful pattern of financial conduct that may have victimized thousands of fans and the NFL. So, um, basically what they're looking at is maybe Dan Snyder or people that he instructed as part of the Washington Commanders organization uh, were told to keep separate books, keep two different books. One they reported to NFL owners and one that uh, they kept secret from other people. And that is an issue because obviously the NFL owners want their fair share of the money. The IRS and the government want their fair share of the money. So once you start taking uh, the government's money and lying about how much you're making, they definitely are going to get involved. They're going to figure out what's going on. So Dan Snyder could be in some heat with both the government and the NFL. And obviously if the NFL owners aren't on your side, and you are one of them, you're probably in some deep trouble because that's 31 against uh, one person. And then the 31 have the U.S. government on their side as well. Um, something a little better is that Noah Fant, who was just traded to the Seahawks as part of the Russell Wilson trade, he has um, been informed that the Seahawks will be picking up his fifth-year option per Adam Schefter. So he will be uh, with the Seahawks uh, definitely for at least the next two years. I believe he was 
a uh, 2017 uh, rookie. So I think that that means he will be there this season and the next upcoming season, most likely. And then it is rumored that Stefan Gilmore, cornerback, uh, star cornerback, still hasn't signed with the team. Very good player, very strong defensive player. Uh, he was very good with the Patriots. And then in a surprising move, they decided to trade him. Uh, or maybe he was released. I can't really remember the details right now. But anyway, somehow he ended up with the Carolina Panthers. Um, and he played the remaining of last season with the Carolina Panthers. I had a lot of friends who were Patriots fans who were really upset about that. Uh, because they really like Stefan Gilmore. He's a really great player. He really brings a lot to the locker room. He's great for defense and it is being rumored that the rams the la rams the super bowl champions are interested in signing him now this would be huge because they just signed bobby wagner at linebacker and they have a ton of other star players on their team that they're bringing back obviously with cooper cup um, matt stafford they just extended they could easily run it back, especially in an NFC conference that has been extremely weakened with a lot of the trades that have been happening, like we've talked about in the last 10 episodes of this podcast. But remember, Russell Wilson is out of the uh, NFC now, so uh, there's not really a lot of competition there. Tom Brady's still there, but I really think that the NFC is going to be between uh the LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because yes, Aaron Rodgers is still with the Packers. He's still around. He's still in the NFC, but he isn't, he doesn't have anyone to throw to right now. They got rid of his number one guy. And where did his number one guy go? He went to the AFC. The AFC is where all the talent is right now in the NFL, but that doesn't mean that the NFC is completely talentless. It just means all the proven talent is in the AFC. So these younger guys have to step up and prove that they are going to be the next faces of the NFL, that they're going to be what um, is going to be what people are looking for in future drafts. But right now, based on what we've seen, based on what we know, everything is in the AFC. I will be very surprised if the AFC team does not win the Super Bowl next year just because I think that they're going to really have to battle it out a lot more than what the – NFC team will have to in order to make it to the Super Bowl. So all of that being said, speaking of AFC quarterbacks or ex-AFC quarterbacks, uh, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit more. He hasn't been signed anywhere, but he also hasn't been cut by the Browns, even though he requested a trade a few weeks ago when they signed Deshaun Watson. However, Baker Mayfield did appear on the YNK podcast and he said that he feels disrespected and, quote, 100% because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. I got my taste of it because I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators, end quote. So basically what Baker is saying is, yes, he hasn't performed at his best, but he has also been in a rebuilding process uh, he came into the NFL with one coach, and he's had all kinds of different coaching styles 
ever since he's been in the NFL. He doesn't think it's fair. He doesn't think he was given a fair chance, and he really thinks that he still has what it takes to be a starter. Self-admittedly, he said that he thinks the best shot for this is with the Seattle Seahawks, which means he's kind of hoping for uh, them to call him up and say they don't want to go with Drew Locke. They think that he's going to be a better fit. I don't think that there's any foundation in this right now. I don't know that the Seahawks are actually even looking at him. It seems like they're going to go with Drew Locke at least right now, especially since he was part of the trade to bring Russell Wilson to Denver, and they were willing to give up Russell Wilson to get Drew Locke. Now, Drew Locke has only been in the league since 2019, which is only one year less than Baker Mayfield. But maybe they see something in him that they think they can improve. They've been adamant that they're not in a rebuilding phase. But from everyone else's perspective, it looks like the Seattle Seahawks are in a rebuilding phase. Um, Pete Carroll, their head coach, he's the oldest coach in the NFL. He has been adamant that they're not in a rebuilding phase, though I don't know why he thinks that because they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a lot of talent. Teams are looking at DK Metcalf. It's been suggested that the Seahawks are willing to trade away DK Metcalf, who is most, I'd consider their last star player that they really have. They got rid of two of their stars in the same day. It's just not going well in Seattle. It's not a fun time to be a Seattle Seahawks fan right now. However, the Seattle Seahawks are not the only team that seems to be struggling. It has been almost a month since Zach Pascal, Zach Pascal was traded from the Colts to the Eagles, and they still don't have a wide receiver um, in that third spot. They have Michael Pittman, and they have... A couple other people who will be in the wide receiver two spot. They have some depth, but they don't have anyone great. I don't think they have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. Again, this is as uh, what we know. This is what the NFL has shown us based on these players. A lot of these players haven't gotten a lot of snaps. So it is possible that one of these guys breaks out. But right now, it does not look like the Colts have a lot of depth at that position ty hilton is still a free agent which means they could still re-sign him if needed make him a colt for life which i'm sure he would love to retire a colt however is he going to come back a colt is he going to retire this year is he done no one's really said anything i don't think ty has said anything maybe there's a reason they're not bringing him back but either way yes they have matt ryan at quarterback but do they have people for him to throw to. Um, I've always been a huge advocate of them bringing in Julio Jones because it's a guy that Matt Ryan has thrown to for years, except for last year when he was with the Titans. And he wasn't able to throw to him, obviously, because Matt Ryan was still the quarterback for the Falcons. However, now that Matt Ryan is with the Colts, Julio Jones is still a free agent. Tom Brady had said that he wanted Julio Jones to come down to Tampa. Doesn't look like that worked out because Julio Jones isn't in Tampa. But maybe there's something the Colts are working on that they want to bring in Julio Jones, get one of the best wide receivers we've seen in this era into Indianapolis. I think that'd be pretty cool. Rebuild that connection, bring a Super Bowl to Indianapolis. I mean, uh, 
not Chris Ballard, that's GM. Jim Ursay said they were going to win two this decade, and we're already two years into the decade, and they've struggled to make the playoffs. And last year, they got they missed the playoffs because they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who didn't even have a head coach at the time because they were falling apart so badly after the whole Urban Meyer incident. But that's beside the point. However, I think that they do have another option. They could draft a team. They could draft a wide receiver. However, they don't have a first-round pick. Why? Because they traded away their first-round picks to Philadelphia to get Carson Wentz, who isn't even on the team anymore. So they're kind of in a hole right now if they can't sign someone in free agency because this isn't a deep class for quarterbacks. It's a deep class for wide receivers but the reason i bring up the quarterbacks is the teams that might be drafting quarterbacks that might need that guy they're not looking for that guy they're looking for wide receivers they're looking for linemen the colts don't need a lineman they have one of the best lines in the league but right now they don't have the talent on the team to help them get that super bowl that they need and Another guy who people thought was coming to the Colts back before Matt Ryan was signed has officially decided that he will be staying with his team that he always said he was going to stay with. He said he was either going to retire or he was uh, going to re-sign with this team, and that is Derek Carr. He has officially signed a three-year deal worth $121.5 million dollars. And I don't think that really comes as as a surprise because uh, they just brought in his old college roommate and teammate, Devontae Adams. So I think it would have been very surprising if Derek Carr just said, Peace, Las Vegas. I'm done. Thanks for bringing my best buddy to town, but I don't want to play with him. That would have been ridiculous. Nobody really thought that. But, yes, he has now signed a... Three-year, $121.5 million deal, and that makes him, I believe, top five, definitely top ten highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. So that uh, salary continues to go up every year and makes it harder for GMs to stay under the salary cap, unless you're the L.A. Rams, for which they somehow figured out how to turn off the salary cap and just pay people whatever they want to come to their team. And finally, um, a quarterback who kind of has stayed under the radar is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Uh, He's apparently on a lot of people's draft boards for the first round, according to uh, trusted NFL executives. And so I went and I looked at Peter Schrager's mock draft. And the reason I chose to look at Peter Schrager's is because he kind of knows um, the insider information, and he's not just guessing based on team needs. He actually knows what teams are saying, what they're looking at, and so that's how he made his mock draft. So he has Ritter going 32 overall to the Lions, and the Lions have two picks in the first round because they have their normal pick that they would have, And then they have the pick that they got as part of the Matthew Stafford trade where they received Jared Goff. And I think it makes a lot of sense for the Lions to pick up Desmond Ritter because, yes, he isn't necessarily the most uh, quarterback or NFL-ready quarterback from the draft. 
However, he also isn't going to be their first pick because they have that earlier pick, which is in the top five picks, I believe. So they can get their round one guy, then make Desmond Ritter their second round one guy, and he can kind of maybe sit behind Jared Goff or get phased in with Jared Goff because Jared Goff isn't the answer either. So they're going to bring him in. They're going to bring Ritter in, and once things get to roll and once they get the talent, once they have this young team kind of established, they can put Ritter in. And I believe that Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, will be able to form this guy into a strong NFL player. I haven't watched a lot of film on him. Like I said, he kind of snuck under the radar. But from what I have seen, I think Desmond Ritter has the potential to be a strong NFL quarterback that will fit right in to the NFL um, loop, and he'll be a strong face of the franchise for Detroit, like Matt Stafford was all those years. Detroit is also getting a very young team. They've drafted very well, in my opinion. Panis Sewell was obviously a pretty good pickup for the O-line. Amon Ross St. Brown may have been a steal. Uh, He showed a lot of progress. The only problem was he had Jared Goff throwing to him, which we saw this year that Jared Goff was holding back his receivers because Cooper Cup was the best receiver in the NFL this year, and all it took was a quarterback change. So with all of that going on in the league, I think that it makes perfect sense for Dan Campbell and the Lions to go out and say, hey, we're going to spend our second first-round pick on Desmond Ritter because we've got a quarterback and we are going to form another quarterback behind him, and I want to make him my guy. Like Dan Campbell will be able to mold Desmond Ritter into whatever he wants him to be and needs him to be for the Detroit Lions to have success. Hopefully, uh, I believe Chris Spielman is still their GM, so hopefully he also agrees, and I hope that Desmond Ritter gets a chance. I hope he gets paid, and I hope that he's successful because ultimately what we want here is for there to be good football played every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday because, yes, I root for the Bengals. Yes, I root for the Colts. And obviously I love it when they win. But what I love the most is when the players get paid, when there's good football being played on the fields. Nothing is worse than sitting through an entire game for three hours or however long it is, and there's a field goal is the only score the entire game. Which, okay, yes, the kickers are important. I love kickers. I think special teams gets a bad rap. I don't think it's appreciated enough. But I think anyone, even the kickers, would agree that if they are the only ones scoring, there's an issue, and that is not the way football is supposed to work. So hopefully um, we get to see some of these guys who are being kind of pushed down as not great quarterbacks. Hopefully they become better guys. I am still firm on Kenny Pickett being the number one guy. People have Malik Willis going over him. I I think Kenny Pickett's going to be that guy. This is a Kenny Pickett sponsored show not sponsored but we love Kenny Pickett until he goes to the Steelers if he goes to the Steelers then we're against him but I hope Kenny Pickett gets drafted high I hope he gets drafted well because I think that he has a lot of potential to be a good quarterback um in the last two days we have gained two followers so that's a follower per day so thank you to those two followers who are listening 
And one was in Michigan. The other one is in Kansas, I think, as well. Kansas is the person in Kansas keeps moving around. But um, please go follow the Instagram no butts underscore show. That's no but b u t t s underscore show. And there I post updates on big things happening in the NFL. And I post uh, when shows need to be postponed or when they're going to be moved. So that will be the place to get information primarily. And uh, if you enjoyed this show, if you learned something from this show, if you enjoyed the show and you learned something from the show, go ahead and share it with someone. I'd really appreciate it. That way we can get sponsors and hopefully get some funding and we can bring in people and talk to actual players or executives important people in the NFL that you want to hear from. So the more followers I have, that means the better content I can bring you. So I hope everyone has a great day, and uh, the draft is coming up in a few weeks, so that'll be exciting. Uh, Have a great night, everyone.